Hi, and welcome to Double D Do Business, and a little bit different this week. Uh, I'm Debbie Halls-Evans, and I am without Dave Evans. He's currently traversing across the USA and doing our final trip, or his final trip of 2019, with our clients over there. So what we decided to do was, as we are in the process of launching season two, very exciting, uh, we thought we'd keep you entertained throughout the period um, with new recordings and slightly different styles. So to ensure that our consistency of quality continues, um, I'm going to do an intro and an outro. And Dave has recorded with two of our clients over in America um, and has had a really interesting chat. Um, Just for your preference, it has been recorded whilst they were doing a break in a workshop. So it's it's not as long as normal, but it's definitely fun and it's definitely enjoyable. So enjoy and listen. So this is David Evans. That's me, of course, from RLC and Double D Do Business. Debbie, thanks for looping in this recording. And uh, here we are in Orlando, Lake Mary. Is that the right location? That's the right location. Now, uh, the voice you're hearing, of course, is one of our best friends at RLC. I mean, there is a few people in the room. You should do a sound for that. Ah, Right? And uh, he's been with us now a few years, uh, Vince. Uh, believe it or not, it is true, and Christine, who works with you, is in the background. Isn't it true you've grown a lot? Absolutely, over the last few years. Now, those of you who don't know Vince, he is a pocket rocket. We'll get to that in a minute. We also have uh, another another guy here with us today who has an aura about him, uh, Mr. Brian McGinn. So, Brian, welcome to the podcast. Good to be here, Dave. Now, have you both ever been on a podcast before? Never. No. Okay, so let's have a little bit of a, a chat about what we're going to do today. So, first of all, Vince, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to do an infomercial about what you're about. So, tell me, uh, go. Welcome to uh, Vince Howard and Howard Howard and Hodges. We are the premier CPA firm in uh, the basically in the Florida market at this point, but our goal is to go regional. So, we're here bringing a lot of energy grabbed all of our team members and uh, just looking to have a lot of fun as we grow. Fantastic. And so, uh, Ryan, how did you end up meeting this guy? Uh, We're in an organization of uh, small business uh, accounting offices, national organization, and we've known each other, worked together for over eight years. Uh, Vince leads up the regional meetings that we have and I've uh, been an active participant in that organization that's made a, a huge difference in, in our practice. So um, you guys are both involved in a particular incident at the moment, are you, as well as business owners? So you're, you're uh, coming together of sorts, is that right? We are combining forces. So uh, how does it feel to do something like that? Because one, one of the conversational aspects of today's podcast is about growth. We're approaching the end of 2019. It's the end of a decade as well. Can you believe that? The end of a decade. We're starting a new decade, right? So uh, how important is growth uh, to both of you at this moment in your businesses? Let's go to you, Vince. So growth is absolutely critical. Um, in, in our firm, the way we've always viewed this, if we're not growing, if we're not moving forward, we're moving backwards. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's all about talent, um, you know, specialization, niche growth, and Brian and his crew really help 
you know, help escalate the firm to that next is, level. Is it niche or niche? It's niche if you're on the other side of the pond. And, and by the way, it's not a pond. It's a big pond. Yeah. I, I fly over it, as you know, regularly, traveling to our friends in the States, and it's great fun. And you notice how far it actually is. I don't think it's a pond. I just, <laughs> I hope that's really good education for you today, Vince, right? I'll look at the map. Thanks very much. Right. Uh, Brian, same to you. So how important is growth to you? Well, growth is really important primarily because of the changes that we're seeing in our our particular industry. So uh, in order to grow, uh, part of that is having the resources yep. to grow and yep. a platform foundation to do that. And uh, part of my approach to, to this uh, process and working together with Vince and his team is to have that foundation to accelerate the growth that we've already started independent of one another. Well, I have to say, the fact that you're doing that early doors, like, you know, ahead of the market trend, is a really good sign. So, um, what's the funniest thing you've ever heard about Vince? What, what springs to your mind, Brian? Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, but I'm at a loss. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Well, I'm gonna, I'll come back to you and give you a chance to equalize, uh, because I, I have to ask, the same question. Now, you'll be amazed at the things that come out on these things, but uh, Vince, what's the funniest thing you've heard or know about this fine businessman? I am so sorry. This just came out today. Brian watches the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> he watches the Hallmark Channel? Um, what does that mean? Uh, well, the uh, let me give you a just brief backstory. So. Here in the United States, we've got a lot of division, political, a lot of noise so can, happening. Can I, can I qualify? So there's a backstory to the whole Mark Channel watching. Yeah, yes, there right. is. And so beginning in November uh, of each year, they run 24-7 uh, Christmas movies. Okay. And so after tiring of hearing all that noise uh, last year, uh, my wife and I started watching movies, and now we've got them DVR'd, and I really enjoy the the escape of something that is very predictable and sappy and yeah. uh, fun at the same time. So it's it's become a way for us to block out the bad noise and have time together uh, and, and really enjoy it. It's a miracle on 34th Street in Sarasota. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listening, that is where Brian, his team and his family are from. What I love about that, though, is I, I spend time with my wife, Debbie. We think, what do we like to do? You know, we come up with things like traveling, you know, going to a fine restaurant, maybe having a nice meal experience. And you watch the Hallmark Channel. Uh, yeah, that's uh, among other things. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they release. Correct. Now, have you thought about anything funny about this man yet? Uh, I'm sorry, I have. Um, I really haven't. Uh, so there's plenty of time to come up with something. Oh, we we have a note arrive by pigeon. Uh, so uh, I don't know what that note says. Um, let's let's ta let's take a look at it. Uh, food poisoning. Oh, so, so uh, Vince, do you know the answer to your food poisoning? No. Okay, so we have a mystery to solve here. It's going to unravel in the next 20 minutes, I'm certain. So, and of course, we can ask our virtual audience. Now, let's come back to business for a moment. So, uh, Brian, I want to ask you uh, about something. So, if you look back at your career, 
and you look back I, I, those of you listening you might heard another voice in the background it's her royal highness Vivian she's with us she's uh, an unofficial an American royal so she's an unofficial American royal uh, one of the founders of uh, Vince's company as well so we'll come back to that in a second so if you look back at your career Brian is, is there a single growth tip you would maybe you know you think is there a single thing one or two things you've always done or learned about that have made a difference for you and anything come to mind uh, what I would say that comes to mind, especially if you are a business owner, um, is be a business owner first. You just happen to be a CPA, an engineer, a lawn maintenance, a hotel, a restaurant. But be a business owner first. And that attitude, that approach will carry you a lot further beyond just what's happening that day and on into looking at the long-term direction not only of your business, but of what you're providing for your employees who um, help support that business. I quite, I quite like that. That's a really good tip. Be a business owner first. It, that suggests some type of thinking level, mindset, thought process, you know, naturally puts me into a space of creativity. I love that tip. That's a great tip. We'll summarize a little bit later. Uh, let's come to you, Vince. Is there a, a tip that you would call on over your time in business? So I think the biggest impact that we've seen is, and this goes back 1996, um, we were stuck in that traditional CPA realm where, you know, late nights, just just bad work practice. And uh, give a shout out to my people at PASBA. So we, we found PASBA, we joined this national group that taught us to think differently. And that has transformed not just the, pract- the, the practice, but I think it's transformed all the lives of the people in the practice. And that's the Professional Association of Small Bookkeepers small, and Accountants. Small Business Accountants. Small Business Accountants. See, that's a big piece there of detail go. right there. So again, if you're in this trade and you're listening, that's worth looking up. Loads of great knowledge to go and extract, teach, share, and learn from there too, isn't there? Absolutely. So, so great. And again, a good piece of advice. What's the biggest mistake you've made? Uh, let's go to v- uh, Vince. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you don't look like you've ever made a mistake. So let's go to Vince. Wow, there's been a lot of mistakes. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't think I can count the number of mistakes we've made. Uh, probably the biggest was starting a marketing program back in the late 90s when we had no idea how to manage it. We didn't have the right people on the right seat in the right bus, basically. Uh, and and you know, even though it failed, it still succeeded because it taught us to think outside of our typical CPA you know, hat, our, our typical C- CPA box. I was waiting for the box word because if Debbie was here, she'd have a rant right <laughs> and on the traditional recording and season two we've got a rant feature we're in the middle of getting a jingle made so she presses the button we all know just to essentially shut up and listen while she rants right but she says the box but you probably didn't know this was invented in the 1970s by consultants to use with their clients to create confusion right and now it's a systematic phrase used all over the world and I'm a believer in, and there's a guy who did a video recently, um, and I'm, I must meet him, who said, it's time to get rid of the freaking box, right? There is no box. But you did cite a really great book there. Um, where did you learn about the bus? So that was the Energy Bus, I believe is the name of the book, if yeah. I remember correctly. Um, and so the Energy Bus, I don't remember the author, you may know this one, um, but great book to kind of 
get you thinking about not just do you have the right person in the right seat, but are they literally on the right bus? So uh, you can often be on the wrong bus. Uh, so um, what I love about that book and the, ori the originator of the idea is a guy called Jim Collins. Now, if you're listening to this for the first time or for the, you know, for all of the series so far, or if you've read every book there is on the planet, and I met a guy recently who said he's read every self-development book there is on the planet. I can't test that. Do you know how to test that? If it's true, he probably owns them all, I, I suspect. But here's the thing. Jim Collins was the author. He wrote the book Good to Create. And what I love about that business book today, and there are countless spin-off books about it, right? Like The Bus. But here's the interesting thing about it. The book was written after seven years of research, and they assessed... Uh, the American Stock Exchange for a 15-year period, and they find out who outperformed it. Can you believe how many there were on that list? 11 companies. And then they extrapolated the best features of those. And that's where the bus theory came from. So if, again, a big shout out to that book. We've had Pazba so far. We've had your own company, Howard, Howard & Hodges. Um, is this the only business you run, Vince? Uh, no, actually. Uh, so you were at my garage the other night. Um, in, in your yard? In my yard. So I do run, I do own another company called Chin Motorsports, uh, where we teach people how to drive exotic sport cars. So that's one of my other passions is collecting exotic um, old supercars. So very interesting. Brian, have you ever heard a car being described as exotic before? Absolutely. You have? Yeah. Is it an American thing? Uh, I don't know if it is or not, but I, I, it is an American thing. I don't know if it is Yeah, that's what a wonderful description. Because yeah. the word exotic to me means, you know, Hawaii, you know, having some kind of cocktail in your hand, sunshine out, great place. Never associated with a piece of metal with power under the bonnet. But, <laughs> you know, you learn something every day. So, um, Brian, what's the most exotic car you've ever uh, sat in? Uh, that would, I would say it's probably... Uh, a Corvette coming off or near the assembly line at the Bowling Green plant in Kentucky. And were you there when it came off the assembly line? Or well, just... we, we actually did the tour where we saw the entire facility from start to finish to where they're even uh, washing the cars before they are rolled out and put on a truck to be shipped to the dealership. So you take me into a wonderful um, tangent. So, and I know you're insightful, you probably saw it coming right is that that type of assembly plan even way back in history and even in today is one of the best examples isn't it of human automation and possibility you know whoever thought that up i mean how does automation play a part in your lives as business owners today if it's all of course you might just be want to be a pen pusher uh, automation is critical and and just come to be standard now or expected from uh, our industry and and if you're not keeping up with things and you're falling behind three days for every one that you don't put the effort into say getting and staying ahead i just want to quote that if you're listening to this and you're afraid of the automated change in your industry in your business that's a really good mind measure mind bend to get you off your behind and do something about it can you imagine for every day you miss being three days behind how long would it take to be half a year behind? That's quite staggering, isn't it? <laughs> what a great idea, because if that doesn't get you up to change, then nothing may never do that. Maybe you should sell up and leave and uh, you know do something else. But great advice there, just to be to have a trigger to do something. Uh, what about you, Vince? How does automation play a part in your track business? 
So the track business, a uh, little, little different. I mean, we, um, we were probably one of the first, I think, companies in the U.S. to do online registration where our very first event, we literally ran out of a minivan, uh, mailed out registration forms. It was awful, collected money at the track. Um, that was way back in the dark ages. But, you know, now all that whole process is automated, which allows us to operate with fewer people uh, performing more services. But I think the whole automation from any industry, right, it's, it's a focused fear. So if you take a look at the fear of automation, but you focus your energy to how can it serve us, you know, how can it serve the greater good? Our ultimate goal is to get more time back for what we want to do. Mm. And automation not only can allow us as owners to have that time back on our own plate, provide it to our clients, provide it to our team members. So a lot of firms I know work, you know, countless hours during tax season, you know, there are 75, 80 hour work weeks. We don't want to play that game, you know, and automation technology really help streamline those, those processes to, to cut those, uh, those work weeks down. I like that. And I, I think that there's, a, there's an RLC spin to share on the podcast today here on Double D Do Business with a guest of honor here to my left, Her Royal Highness Vivian. And, and that, that, those two rules are this, right? That you should use technology to automate, of course, but there should be two leadership outcomes. Here's leadership outcome number one. Remove the obstacles that your people are facing via technology, via the right process, via the systems. And here's the other one, leadership tip number two, is enable your people to act. Now, if you're listening to that point, what did they say? Enable, E-N-A-B-L-E, your people to act, which means spend time working out how to give them the tools to make the decisions they need to make at the point of contact. So you've been together for the last two days, you've been putting up with me, what have you been up to? So we have been up to basically creating the framework for the, let's call it the successive, the successive firm. Did you have a, a slip, of, <laughs> slip of the tongue there? <laughs> Brian, I think you had something on his mind, do you? Uh, let's do a take two. This is, this is a one-time recording, Vince. So, uh, let's try successive firm. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been building a framework and, and has there been a moment you've enjoyed the most? Uh, we'll go to Vince first. Absolutely. It shocks me how the rest of the team is actually more aggressive at their growth goals for the firm than I would have been setting, you know, setting at the top at this point. Love that. And, and for you, Brian, how's it been for you? I think the most uh, the most rewarding part has been seeing where we started at the beginning of the day yesterday in terms of just getting used to the whole process to where we are now, where it just flows and and has gotten us out of our our normal routines to where we're thinking about bigger picture items. And that's a, that's a really great summary. So we've been building the best version business framework here from RLC over the last few days, updating one that Vince and his team already had and expanding it to building new culture for the merger that you guys are both part of and the team are, remember, are still in the room. So on the count of three, they're gonna give us a big rah, rah noise. So let's do that three, two, one, let's go. <laughs> now the exciting thing about that is of course is that seeing the implementation it's going to create the unexpected growth areas that you haven't thought of yet that you are going to open up who knows where you're going to be in 24 months time so is there uh, any question you'd like to ask me before we wrap up this podcast recording that debbie's going to gift wrap for us for our listeners is there anything you'd like to ask me uh, we'll go to brian first <laughs> 
Um, what is it like to ride a roller coaster in a kilt? <laughs> That's a very, very good question. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I have to tell you, um, there's only a straight answer, really. It's very enlightening and uh, refreshing and very efficient. Um, uh, the biggest challenge, it's a bit like on an aeroplane. And I'm, as you know, this last week, I've been traveling everywhere. I've been to so many places in the States. The biggest challenge is that when you sit on an airplane seat, the kilt often gets in the way. So you sit down, right, in the chair, and the first thing you're going to look for is where did the seatbelt go, right? And actually the fabric's quite awkward to move out of the way and then find the seat. And the silliest part of that is I've twice been asked this year to put my blanket up above because uh, it's dangerous. <laughs> and then their face, Brian, right, when they realise it's not a blanket is quite embarrassing. So thanks for that. I, I can see you thought that through beforehand, you little, you know, anyway, sharpness. Let's, let's go to you, Vince, uh, and I'm, I'm now a bit hesitant to ask you. What, <laughs> what do you want to ask me? Uh, and let's hope he doesn't cut out. So I want to know why you have not asked me back to the gym after you and I did the Eat the Frog workout. <laughs> uh, isn't that the clue? So, uh, where was that? St. Pete's Beach. That was, I believe, St. Pete Beach. Yeah, so I'd been traveling, Brian, right? Came to you, to your conference and he said, oh, let's do the Eat the Frog workout. I'd had hardly any sleep and I thought, let's do it anyway. So do you want to explain what it is if anyone's wondering what Eat the Frog is? So on the treadmill, Dave and I had been training for an Ironman at that point. And uh, basically the workout starts, whatever your starting point is, it goes for 30 minutes. Every minute you click the speed button up by one. So every minute for 30 minutes, you are clicking that speed button up to where the last couple of minutes, you can barely hang on to the treadmill and you just want to pretty much puke at that point. And, I, and those of you who know me, I'm not really built for running. I'm built for many other things. Running is the last on my list. I seem to have gave that up years ago, um, but I completed it nonetheless. It was your stretch. Correct. <laughs> See, Ryan, the challenge was set, my friend. I had no choice but to eliminate the challenge no matter how I felt at the end. What you love about 30 minutes on a treadmill, no matter how hard it is, right? It's not 24 hours of the stomach bug, is it? <laughs> right, so you can keep it in contact. So uh, any last thing you'd like to tell our listeners about what you do in your business? Any last thought or over overarching message? I would say find something in your business or related to your business that connects with your passion. So for example, Vince with the, the race cars, um, years ago I, I, I had got my pilot's license. I thought, well, I build fishing rods. I need to do research and development. So if I'm going to have a business, build a business around that. And that might be something maybe in 15 years I'll do where then I have to have a plane in order to do research and development to be sure that those fishing rods will catch fish in Panama and Costa Rica and all these other places. So, you know, it's great to see financial and passion results from what Vince has done with the race car business. And I encourage others to do the same. And you can fly. Um, I try. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a license to fly? Yes. That's amazing. I'm really jealous. This is going to be hard for you to talk about. <laughs> it is. So Vince, any last thoughts? So a long time ago, probably one of the first clients that I ever picked up in this industry, I was out at their, their site and I remember a cartoon picture that they had on the wall that has stuck to this day. It was a frog sticking its tongue to a 747 because it thought it was a fly. So it's never be afraid to dream big. 
I, I have to say these two tips alone are worth listening to and thank you for tuning in to our podcast today so i believe this is going back to debbie just in case it isn't let's do a quick summary anyway we've had a book highlight we've had a movement highlight we've had tips from these two fine stooges here uh, giving i see that's very funny is it um we've learned about what it's like to go on a roller coaster with a kilt and if you listen to this back as always there's loads of goodies in this and whatever you're doing wherever you're working we have been double d do business i've been dave evans You've been... Brian McGinn. And you've been... Vince Howard. Every success with your learning. So thanks today for that uh, really great interview. A uh, couple of things, just want to say uh, background noise, apologies. They were all having lunch and they were just making sure they could get a podcast recorded. But awesome that it's Brian and Vince's first ever one. And get them to talk about their business and growth and also understanding how this translates to us as individuals. So acquisition is not necessarily what we all um, have a goal or a drive for. We might be employees of a business rather than owners of a business. But what it really does highlight is that our ability and desire, want, need should be focused on growth. So whether it's personal growth, so, you know, binge watching Netflix, maybe, you know, turn it up and actually listen to an audio book um, and maybe even tighten with some exercise and go out and walk the dog if you've got a dog. But also look at what impact that has on teams. If you're a, a manager or a supervisor or somebody working in the business or as a business owner, what does that growth actually mean? So I really like when Vince said it meant about continuous talent, talent focus. So this for me is about, so not only are you personally investing in your own growth, which we don't really do. So US is definitely uh, more forward thinking about it. But as a UK audience, if you are in the UK, really think about what have you done to invest invest in yourself personally it's not your company's responsibility to necessarily do that it is your responsibility specialization or niche um niche as, because in america or niche as we would say it but in regards to is what is it you know what is our usp and that can go across loads of different conversations our next podcast um in between podcast is about best version coach and about actually how we self-coach and um, so that'll really allow people to start understanding how to self-assess their own values and also how do you deal with change so growth is change and um, sometimes growth becomes that um, negative that it has a detriment effect for instance it's been really self-aware of what does that really mean and also there is a change but when you grow or change or your business does it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody else is going to go through the same change so be really conscious of that and I'll always always stay aligned with your own values so I want to say and just a final thing is I really don't think Brian's um, escapism with the Hallmark channel we call that tacky TV over here but um, well we do Dave and I um, but I think actually the fact that Brian's exposed that and actually talked about it I think is awesome so go Brian but a massive thank you for Dave recording this while he's over in Orlando thank you to Vince and Brian and the rest of the team really appreciate it and i hope you've enjoyed listening to a slightly different um podcasting style for us but it tune in for next week and we've got some fun then as well take care i've been debbie halls evans dave evans has been over in orlando good learning debbie here 
just a quick sign off. I have no idea what I said at the end of that recording in regards to Dave says, good, uh, enjoy your continued learning or something along those lines. I've actually deleted what he normally says. So I just want to say, have a great week and please enjoy everything that you apply to your own growth this week.